Welcome back to Top Tier Sports. I'm your host, Lucas Kaser, and today we are going to recap the last two and a half days, I guess, of free agency and the, with an emphasis on the OBJ trade that shocked the NFL world yesterday. Um, so this is, I guess, the first free agency video or content. Like I said, we are going to have we're going to have more individual team breakdowns coming this next week, and I'll have a couple special special guests on with me. Um, but yes, yeah, so we're going to recap all of it, a little more emphasis on the OBJ trade and the fantasy aspects of all of it. So let's hit that intro and get started. Alrighty, so before we start, I'm just going to start with the non-OBJ free agency moves in terms of the fantasy aspects, because obviously that's the big... Uh, talk, I guess you could say it's a big hype and everyone wants to know how that's going to play out in terms of fantasy value. But we'll start off with Nick Foles of the Jags. Um, this was expected. Everyone saw this was coming. Um, in terms of just football in general, uh, for the Jags, good signing. They still probably need to find a quarterback maybe for the future, but I think it's a good bridge gap QB to have and maybe figure out some things. They've been kind of falling apart lately. Uh, but in terms of fantasy for Nick Foles, I don't know in keeper league or in dynasty leagues. I think he'll be drafted a little more than in redraft leagues. Because in terms of redraft leagues, I'd say he's maybe like low teens, high twenties in terms of like my QB ranks. Or like it's going to be in general QB ranks. Um, I don't really see him putting up like big like twenty five to thirty point games. He could be like a. He kind of reminds me like Case Keenum, kind of like last year. Just kind of consistently putting up like fifteen, sixteen. Um, he could be a streamer. That's probably he'll probably be a streamer, I guess. So that's probably going to be his like value for next season. He might get drafted in the last rounds. His team's just taking a shot that they dump it off to Fournette a lot, or maybe that they spark something with him. Really, I don't really know what, what's going to happen with it, but not really much fantasy value with him. I think kind of was last year, but still not really. Um, less air rate of an offense compared to the Eagles, obviously. But uh, I like the move in just terms of the Jaguars football program. Uh, we'll go into now the Latavius Murray to the Saints um, signing from yesterday. Um, I mean, basically just replacing the Mark Ingram role. So I think it's safe to say Murray could be a flex in most leagues. Um, the only downside I see with playing him kind of in that Ingram role in terms of fantasy is his pass-catching pass ability is not as good as Ingram's. Or I guess we haven't really seen it because I mean, the Vikings didn't use him in that role. So I think we'll need to wait and see how that one works, but I don't really think he's not. I don't think he's going to be a running back too, because obviously he's going to get the goal line work, kind of like Ingram did. But without that pass pass catching ability um, that Ingram has, it just kind of hurts him um, in the for the fantasy aspect of it. Solid handcuff though, probably going to be the best handcuff in the league behind Kamara. But uh, actually, in terms of this, I think this actually boosts Kamara's um, value a little bit. And it's not like Kamara was, like, bad value or anything, but I just think that they kind of underutilized him the last two years, kind of splitting carries between Ingram and Kamara. And although I don't really think that's going to change, I think Sean Payton's system works. I think he's still going to split. He's going to use Murray a lot, who's just a huge power back. But I think, like I said, without Murray having that pass-catching ability, Kamara's PPR value is going to go up even more than it has been. And I think he could potentially 
finish as a top three running back. I mean, obviously he could, but I think he has more of a chance now to finish as a top three running back uh, for the 2019 season. The other big running back signing uh, was today, actually. Mark Ingram signed his deal with the Ravens. Um, to me, I actually, this one's kind of hard to gauge, I think you could say. Compared to last year, Mark Ingram was a, I'd say, a solid flex in most lineups when he wasn't suspended. And some weeks running back too, but it was kind of touchdown dependent. But the Ravens obviously run the ball from Lamar Jackson. They obviously ran the ball last year. That's what made Gus Edwards a solid um, fantasy pickup kind of towards the late late half of the season. Um, just because he was getting like 20 carries a game and no one's ever heard of Gus Edwards. But I think Mark Ingram could be a running back too um, for this season. I don't really know if I'm going to draft him as that. I think I'll draft him more towards like my running back three or my flex position. Sorry, I'm moving the camera. Um, but I think it's solid signing for the Ravens getting a like reliable running back that you know can take the work. Because that was kind of always a problem. They kind of had too many guys. Um, but they'll have Kenneth Dixon, and then I don't know if they signed Gus Edwards back. But Dixon could take a little bit of the pass catching role. But I think Ingram provides the Ravens with that like that this three-year deal. So those three years, they could roll with him, develop Lamar Jackson, maybe pick up some receivers, and then go on from there. Um, but I think Ingram's going to be – he could be a receiver too, maybe on like a – or a running back too on like a receiver-heavy team, I think you could say. But I think he's a safe flex for the uh, 2019 season. Um, the next, we're moving to receivers. Um, Adam Humphreys to the Tennessee Titans. I was actually kind of sad about this one because I was hoping Humphreys was going to go to a team that – utilizes the slot receiver you more you could say um i was hoping for like the broncos or the patriots or the patriots were kind of the big one um but i think last year he broke out obviously everyone noticed knew that he was a solid ppr wide receiver too even in most leagues but a solid flex um in general but i think his fantasy value actually takes a hit here because he was getting kind of overhyped. A lot of people were kind of buying in, like, all right, where's he going to go? And I think going to the Titans is going to help that team in terms of just a football aspect. But in terms of fantasy, I'm actually going to stay away from him now because I was actually going to try and get a lot of shares of him because I thought a team like the Patriots or, like, the Broncos or, I don't know, really any team that I guess would be – I'd be more confident playing versus the Titans because the Titans really never shown – having a true wide receiver like Rashard Matthews what two or three years ago it really he was just kind of a flex throwing and they're becoming a more run heavy team with Derrick Henry I just think I'm gonna reshift my thought process on Adam Humphreys and just kind of go away from him um the other wide receiver Jameson Crowder but we're going to talk about the Jets and the Bills individual with uh Ryan and, or Jay Karen Ben probably this weekend so we're not going to get into that and then obviously there's the other Bills receivers so we'll save those for later. We're going to have an individual Raiders one because they just signed Tyrell Williams and obviously Antonio Brown uh, like a couple, four or five days ago. But the big part of this, obviously, is the OBJ trade to the Browns that happened last night. Kind of, there's been rumors, but kind of by surprise, I guess you could say. It's, it might might be the biggest trade in a while in the NFL, honestly. Like, it was, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy, actually. But, um... So, obviously, he was OBJ traded for Jabril Peppers, the 17th overall pick, and then I think a third rounder, a middle third rounder, maybe a little early. But I guess I'll talk about the football value first. So, in terms of the football um, look of the trade, personally, I think it's a good move for both teams. Um, OBJ really has never – I mean, he's obviously a top 
five wide receiver in the league, but he's never really provided the Giants with that like leadership role, I think you could say, or like that franchise like peace role. Um, he's just been kind of hurt or wants more carries or more touches, not carries. Um, I mean, obviously he's good. Obviously you're losing a star receiver in the past 10 years, but I think it was time for the Giants to move on. Um, roll with Saquon, add another pick. Maybe end up for a little free agency, just kind of maybe getting a little pieces here and there, but just trying to find their QB, and I think just moving on. And, I mean, they're going to get hate for it. It's, they're going to be in rebuild mode for a while, but I think it was the right move. I don't think it was a lopsided trade or anything. But in the terms of the Browns' side, it's a huge move for the Browns. And Freddie, Freddie Kitchens, two trades of the Giants as his first two moves um, as the Browns' coach. But this obviously adds an elite offensive side to the Browns. Um, and they even had an elite offense with Landry. Now it will be Jay, Antonio Callaway, Njoku, Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb. Um, they're making moves, man. I think they're kind of trying to take on this uh, Rams role of buying a Super Bowl. Uh, we'll see how it goes. I don't really know how it's all going to mesh. Well, considering OBJ is going to want a lot of targets, and they widespread the ball so much. But not the point. We'll get into the fantasy value of this. So, personally, on the Giants' side, I think this hurts one person, helps two. And then on the Browns' side, I think this really only helps one person, actually. Um, so, I'll start with the Giants' side. So, obviously, I mean, it hurts Eli Manning, but no one was going to draft Eli Manning in fantasy, so we're not going to talk about that. But I think this helps Sterling Shepard quite a bit, not really in terms of he's going to be making more plays, but just the volume. Um, he's probably like a swappable flex, you could say, like, depending on matchup. He kind of showed at the end of the year that he can be a flex. But I think now this might even put him at a, I'd say a middle tier wide receiver two for sure. Um, but maybe even a high end just due to the fact that he's going to be getting 10 targets a game. Because, I mean, really the only receivers left in free agency are Golden Tate and obviously Tyrell Williams, but he just signed like two hours ago. But I think they're going to draft a receiver probably, maybe two. But I think Shepard's worth the risk in the round he's going for. He'll probably be like at the come like actual draft time. He'll probably be like around eight or nine, probably seven, eight, nine target. Just because everyone's gonna be like, oh, he's gonna be getting so many targets. Um, but I mean, he's worth the risk. I think number one receiver in an offense in a PPR because I'm like really my me and my friends play PPR is worth the risk. Um. The person I really think benefits is Evan Ingram. And I'll actually, you'll be seeing a graphic on the screen if you're watching on YouTube. But um, I'll kind of explain it. But if you're not watching on YouTube in the podcast, you'll just have to try and visualize it. So Evan Ingram in 2017 and last year, those are the two splits. Um, so with OBJ is in the split and with our OBJ is out of the split. So with OBJ, he had 8.94 points per game in PPR, which, I mean, from a Tight end, like if you're playing a tight end, one tight end league, 10 to 12 league, uh, 10 to 12 team league, nine points isn't terrible, really. I mean, you kind of want a little more. You kind of want like a 10 to 11, just based off PPR. I mean, if that's standard, like you'll take nine all day and you'll run with it. But without OBJ, he actually put up 13.31 points per game in PPR, which is pretty quality. I mean, if you're averaging that every week as a tight end, especially had the market of tight ends is not good, obviously, as you've seen, and I've talked about in my articles and my videos, 13.31 every week is pretty solid, and 
Ingram's price right now. He was, I don't, I mean, obviously I had him as tight end 10, and I'm going to be moving him up. Actually, I'll have my updated, like, post-free agency rankings um, out. I'll tweet it out, and I'll get it all out to you guys. Um, but I think this move kind of moves Ingram up to, I'd say tight end five or six, really. I mean, I think, like, now, so obviously I have my three top, top three tight ends, but now I think I'd rather have Evan Ingram over, like, Eric Ebron and Vance McDonald and O.J. Howard. Like, I think those were all kind of like a, ooh, they could break out, or like, ooh, they could be a steal in the later rounds of the draft. But I think I'm more safe with Evan Ingram just because he showed in the split, obviously, with the uh, graphic that he can produce at a tight end one, like a startable tight end every week level, more so in his rookie season than last year, but he was hurt last year. But I think, so those are the two players I think that he helps in the Giants. And the one player I think he hurts, but not really like, so much where like I'm like not taking him is Saquon Barkley a little bit. I mean, obviously he's gonna be a beast. He's gonna get so many. He's gonna get so many touches anyways. I mean, I was gonna get even more touches. The only the only way I could see him being hurt really is him dropping to the 102 and Zeke going to the 101. That's really the only maybe even Gurley. Like that's the only way I see him being hurt. But I mean, if you're sitting at 102 and Saquon falls you, there's no way you can pass it up. But he's still going to be a beast running back one, in my opinion. I'm not moving him down to 102 at all, especially in PPR. But some people could argue that Zeke's the like standout one now. But I think Saquon stays. But he's going to be hurt a little bit just by obviously with that OBJ. Teams can maybe stack the box a little more, but still a stud. Still best running back in the league right now. So I think he'll be safe. On the Browns side of things, before we wrap this up or to wrap this up, I think this really, really helps one player, and you can probably guess who that is. It's Baker Mayfield. I had him at QB 10, I believe, in my rankings, and he's going to be going way up, which kind of sucks because I was kind of liking him kind of as my QB 2 in a lot of leagues if I went kind of went one early or if I even waited and got him. But you'll see now the graphic on the screen. Um, this is a tweet by Matthew Barry about Baker. Um, so since week nine, when Kitchens took over the OC role and called the plays, he was QB 10 at 19 points per game, which is startable every week. You're happy with 19 points. Um, he was 69% in completion, which was 10th from week nine to week um, 16. Um, yards per attempt was 8.57 uh, yards, so that was second, and 9.13 deep attempts per game, which was second. So as you can see, Baker with Kitchens is um, – works obviously that's why I made him the head coach adding OBJ to another to pass, not pass heavy team but a very downfield stretching team um, it's only going to make Baker go up it's only going to make his job easier because now teams like you can't double coverage OBJ now because you have Landry you have Najoku you have um, Nick Chubb Cream Hunt you can't like it's it's going to be awesome to watch um, in Dynasty OBJ's value has gone way up Baker's value has probably gone way up um but in redrafts, I think I'm gonna probably Baker's probably gonna fit in. I'd say he's probably gonna go ahead of Russell Wilson, maybe. I still think it's gonna be like Mahomes, Luck, Watson, Rogers. And he could potentially fall at five. I think him, Wilson, and Jameis kind of have all of the same value. Just because he is still a little inexperienced as a second year, so you don't really know what you're getting with him. But his value is going way up. And kind of like the one I'm looking at it, like I think Really, every other player's value goes down. To me, if you think so, Landry, I think his volume volume will go down, and his value will go down. He was kind of already falling down. People were 
kind of getting getting him in the late round, which was seemed like a steal, but not really anymore because it's not like he was really scoring touchdowns in general. So now you just got to kind of rely on the six, seven catch the game. So he's not really just a receiver at that level I'm going to take. Callaway is basically irrelevant now. People were buying in all offseason on Callaway. Like I even was too, just like a late round, especially in Dynasty, a late round. Um, like chance this because he stretches the field. He's a down. He got so many targets last year. Just couldn't figure out the whole catching the ball and running thing. Um, but Chubb and Hunt, I think their value go down, not by much because I mean, obviously OBJ is not a running back. But just from a touchdown perspective, because obviously they're going to want to get OBJ touchdowns. He's going to make the big plays that basically just ends the drive right there. Whether Chubb and Hunt could be getting more carries, and kind of Njoku actually, he was getting kind of hyped up this offseason. I think I had him at. Adam ahead of Evan Ingram, but obviously now he's going to fall down to moving Ingram up. But I think his value kind of goes down too, just because you were kind of relying on that downfield stretching in the red zone player, and yeah, you have that in OBJ. So, like, really, I think the only Brown player, because I mean, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not really, you saw my rank, because I'm not like super high, I wasn't super high on OBJ and the Giants. And I don't think him going to the Browns changes that really much for me because I think his his ADP is going to shoot up. I don't really know if I want that when I can get like a – I mean, I think he'll be in the mix with Julio and Adams probably by the time draft time comes. Like everyone's going to be like, oh, I want OBJ on the Browns. I'd rather, have, I'd rather have Julio. I'd rather have Mike Evans. I'd rather have Adams. I'd rather have Juju than OBJ. I'd rather have Antonio Brown than OBJ. So I think he's still kind of like that. I'll take the other guys at that spot um, for my league that year. Um, but that's really it. Um, I'm sure there's going to be more signings and I'll get more videos out. And like I said, me, Ben, and JK are going to do the Bills and Jets like team outlook, where we think, what we think is going to happen, improvements, whatever. Raiders video, we'll probably get a mock draft out this week. So we're back for spring break um, this next week. So we'll have a lot of time to do all that. Um, so we're looking forward to getting this content out for you. Um, thank you for the support like always, and I'll see you next time. Peace.